Welcome to the 100 Club, back once again with the Renegade Master. This is Cricket's <laughs> brand new cricketing community. Uh, sorry, that's a bit unnecessary, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk more squad profiles. Um, I'm joined once again by Ollie and Rich. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? All right, we're in unison. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to keep it more concise, you know, cut yeah. a little bit down, expand my own with unnecessary <laughs> rap, rap lyrics. Um, I was going to say, appealing to the kids with the back once again with the Renegade Master. Well, <laughs> you say that, one, one, none of them have heard that song. Two, uh, if you want to appeal to the kids, you want to see what the 100 have done today. They've released their augmented reality app game. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw a video of it. Yeah, uh, I think Rich, you might be more enthusiastic about it than me. But uh, if you want to play cricket in a field, yeah, <laughs> take your phone. Yeah, yeah. it reminded me of um, Last Man Standing, which was yeah. the, the BBC's little little flash game from the which Cricket World Cup was it? The fact that you can't remember suggested a long time ago. Two thousand two, maybe. Yeah. It was a while ago. I remember wasting a lot of time playing that game. Hey, I hope it's encouraged some young developers to get into it and they're all over it now and eventually they'll become Steve Jobs, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll reserve judgment until I've played it, which undoubtedly I will because I'm a geek. Uh, but until then, until that uh, entertainment comes my way, we'll talk about cricket and we'll talk about the London spirit again and the men's squad tonight. Um Clearly, based out of uh, Lords again. Um, number of experienced players in there. Rich, who have you picked out as the star for you? So I've gone with one of my favourite players who, outside of an England shirt, we haven't got a chance to see a lot of in short format cricket in uh, down south over the years because he's been generally playing for Durham in the North Group or of uh, the Royal London or, or, the, or the Blast. But it's Mark Wood, who is a fast bowler and he's not sort of your standard fast bowler in that he's you know, just a shade over six foot uh, you know he's not up six foot it's six six kind of got a very skiddy action but bowls absolute lightning um and he's got it up to sort of mid 90s you know 95 96 miles an hour bowling before and what i really like about him is he's a real kind of story of perseverance as a cricketer you know he's been plagued throughout his career with injuries um, but each time he's come back, you know, major ankle surgery um, and he's sort of worked on his game so much through those different periods, lengthening his run to sort of relieve the stress as he goes through and really get to that point almost just by sheer will to uh, to play for England across all three formats, um, tests, one days and T20. So and also kind of one of the great characters of the game as well. You know, you hear him interviewed off the field. He's a really, really hilarious guy. So. Just a character off the field, an amazing competitor on it. Yeah, so excited about watching Mark Wood play. Yeah, the thing when Mark Wood bowls is that some fast bowlers they kind of have an effort ball, but I think every time Mark Wood has the cricket ball <laughs> in his hand, it's an effort ball. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's throwing a grenade ball. a lot of the time, and he's following it down into cover. <laughs> and he said that himself that you know straight up and down pace you can be as however quick you want doesn't get the best batsman out you need to move the ball off off mm. center you know either by swinging it seaming it and he admits that if he's bowling 70 80 within himself then 
you know, he's just not going to be good enough to do that. So he has to be, you know, a hundred percent guy. Um, so that's, that's why it's so impressive. But mm. I think the hundred will suit him in that respect because he's only going to have a maximum of 20 balls. So he can really go for it on every delivery. Well, that's the thing. I mean, fast bowlers, there's very little more thrilling in cricket than a really good fast bowler, right? But they are supernovas. They, they, they burn bright a lot of the time and then they're injured or they come to a short end. So being able to, one condense that talent into a short format game great but also you need to be able to look after yourself so it's interesting to see to hear you talk about how he's extended his own playing career now and um, a lot of fans are going to enjoy that this summer is there anything better than a fast bowler sending the stumps sprawling that's the one of the best sights in cricket i think so i know what ian bell's answer would be to that <laughs> ian bell's answer would be one of my cover drives <laughs> I don't know if you saw that this week. He rated the best cover drive in the world as his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Confidence what you modest. do. Do what you yeah. like and like what you do. Well done, Bella. Well, uh, I'll tell you another modest cricketer. Um, Shane Warne. <laughs> <laughs> who happens to be the coach of the London spirit. I don't yeah. know if you clock that. So what does Shane Warne and London have in common? There's a quiz question for you. What do London spirit and Shane Warne have in common? Uh, Shane Warne has his own spirit? He does, indeed. Oh. Ten points rich. <laughs> the 708 brand of gin. Half half uh, alcohol gin that he sells. Uh, perhaps he's going to be hawking it from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. Have a cart that he's going to wheel around in between yeah. innings. Well, Possibly sort of just open up his, his jacket and find a <laughs> couple of optics in there. I don't think he's shy to have a, a hip flask. Maybe maybe that's exactly what he's going to do. But um, I'm sure it's lovely. But that's not what he's doing really over here. He's clearly coaching. Um, I still mark in my diary. This is genuine. I've still got marked in my diary. My diary, my calendar on my phone mostly these days. But 4th of June, which is the anniversary of Ball of the Century. Uh, <laughs> and well, last my, century now yeah well last century because i do actually still watch it regularly on youtube it's just the it's you just make a, a thing do you make a thing of watching it every yeah. i light a candle for mike gatting <laughs> <laughs> but um you know what he hasn't necessarily done a lot of is coaching um done bits and pieces particularly when he was still playing actually and actually won the first ipl as yeah. a coach um but you know he's not done a huge amount of it but what he has always had is an opinion. Uh, so we'll see, We'll no doubt hear plenty from him and the fans and I'm sure his team will react to having probably top three bowler of all time. Uh, I think that's the thing. I think he's, I mean, he's a character and he's got lots of opinions, but I think that's sort of a bit of a public persona. I think mm. there is a you know, very, very astute cricketing brain mm. under the surface there. I think he's relishing the challenge actually of a different well, format and get, getting over some of his, you know, he's, we mentioned Simon Katic uh, coaching at the uh, the Trent Rockets. You know, he'll be looking forward uh, to... Orig it. Originals. Originals, sorry. The yeah. Manchester Originals. He'll be looking forward to getting one over on his old Aussie teammate there, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I think kind of the sort of, the, sort of, you know, sort of character and sort of Jack the Lad, I think sort of, you know, mask this sort of pretty sharp cricketing brain. Um, and he's kind of yeah. you know, spent a career trying to sort of hide that, really. You know, just, just play it to the, <laughs> play to the gallery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think, well, yeah, we, pretty uh, astute uh, character. 
Absolutely. He would have, uh, he, he thought about every ball before it left his hand. That's absolutely true. He's been into the hundred since day one, pretty much. He's one of the first coaches announced uh, way back when. So, oh, I say way back when, two years ago. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing him. And I think he brings a lot to the game. Um, so he's going to enjoy, one thing he's always said about coaching is he thinks you need to have an extensive playing history behind you to be a really effective coach and to bring on youngsters in particular. So who? what's the clay that he'll be working with, Ollie? So one of the um, one of the younger players in the in the spirit squad is um, is Zach Crawley, and mm. he's you know he's obviously been been playing in the playing England colours you know, recently. Um, not sort of a player that I think would have been sort of first pick, you know, for the for the hundred. Uh, and he wasn't. He wasn't first <laughs> pick, right? So he was in the uh, he was in the, the spirit squad from the original draft, but but quite low down. Um, you know, not not one of the early picks at all. Um, round six i think yeah i think that's about right um and and then he obviously you know played you know, got his test uh, test size which you know, meant he got a got a red ball contract which meant that uh, the spirit had a choice to make um and so they you know their, their other uh, centrally contracted player was uh, was rory burns and so they had to make a choice as to who they who they wanted in you know to keep they could only keep one of the two and so they, they plumped for um for crawley and you know he's been having a really good um, start to the season in the uh, in the blast. I mean, Rich you know, plays for Kent. You'll have been watching a lot of lot of him over the, the last few weeks. But I looked at his numbers, and um, he's currently averaging forty two uh, this season in the blast, uh, and he's going at a, quite a strike rate, one hundred and fifty six. Um, and you know he, he basically hasn't really had a hasn't had a failure in the um, in the seven innings he's played. Um, so yeah, the, the impressive the impressive thing watching him in in the few games that, that I've seen this year, actually I've seen most of his innings. He he's opening the batting, but he's he's really playing shots um, in terms of you know cricketing shots to, to get those runs. He generally he can score around the wicket, but he likes to play straight. He'll go over the top playing straight even early on, and then if they do drop short to him, he's got a fantastic pull shot. He's a very tall man. And he's quite happy to go aerial with the pull shot early. That's brought him quite a lot of runs. But, um, yeah, just a very kind of – orthodox is the wrong word, but playing proper shots and getting full value for them is, is sort of like his style in the blast. He's one of those cricketers that you saw emerge relatively recently, but as soon as he came onto the scene, you could see that he had a long-term future. He played the game the right way. He had the brain. You know, we'll see another one, I personally think, in Tom Banton when we get to the Welsh Fire as well in that same way. Um, yeah, so excited by it. But you made a point there, Ollie, as well, I think, about England commitments. We know that England are going to clash with a degree of the 100, mm. but they've also you know, got all of the contracted players in. So the spirit could be affected by this quite badly, right? Yeah, so so Crawley we've um, we've mentioned, but um, uh, you know, and Mark Wood we've mentioned. You know, obviously, he could um, he could also find himself um, playing um, playing in the Test side, um, and then Dan Lawrence as well. You know, another uh, you know another member of the current um, current Test setup. Um, but I guess the inter interesting one, probably from Crawley's point of view, is you know, like kind of all of the. England top order. There's a few question marks around, really, about form, and you know, none of them have, you know, sort of as a collective, have really been been doing that well in the, the, the series against um, New Zealand and kind of the second half of the India series. So I think it feels like Crawley probably, you know, could do a lot worse than just showing a you know a bit of form in the hundred 
you know, different format, obviously, to the test, you know, yeah. test cricket. But, you know, no runs are bad runs, really. And as you say, kind of, you know, will get his runs playing, kind of playing straight, playing properly. So kind of feels like you know, he wouldn't, wouldn't do his test selection chances any harm by, you know, keeping that form going, you know, through the, so, through the 100, up, you know, right up to the start of the India series. Do you both agree he's going to open for the Spirit? I would open it with him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and who's going to join him up top, Mitch? So the high-profile uh, absentee for the Spirit is the Australian all-rounder Glenn Maxwell, but mm. Shane Warne moved quickly to replace him with Josh Inglis, who was already over here playing for Leicestershire in the blast. So um, new that I haven't got the right shirt on him. Yeah, and Inglis has been opening the batting for Leicestershire and going reasonably well, so I think I would go with Inglis opening, but perhaps Ollie's got a different idea. Well, I've, I've, I went with Inglis on the basis of he, you know, he was signed as the replacement to, to Maxwell. Uh, I'm, I don't really know very much about Inglis, so I don't know his kind of his background. I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched a bit more of him in um, uh, in Big Bash cricket. I've uh, seen a fair bit of him actually in the Blast this year. He's been in great form. Um, I'm interested. I mean, he he's actually born in Leeds. So although I've got him down as overseas player, I, I, I'm not 100% certain he is going to be an overseas player. So I wonder whether there makes a bit of space for trading later or, you know, with, yeah. whether they're allowed an yeah. overseas player on the wild card. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen that, that he's, he's born in Leeds. Yeah. I don't know whether he's got an Australian... Has he got an Australian passport? Has he still got... Yeah, I no, definitely. So. <laughs> definitely. He's, he's played for Western Australia um, for, for, for years and, you know, grew, grew up there, certainly, I think. So we'll see how he gets on. Who's, a, who's in at three, Rich? I've gone with Joe Denley at three. Um, he's a very experienced cricketer, um, played for England a fair bit in the T20 format recently, although perhaps not in the most recent squads, but he's been batting for th batting at three for Kent. Not in the brilliant form, but I think very experienced cricketer, and I think that's where I would play him in this side. Yeah, um, I know Kent have been opening the bowling with him as well, actually, haven't they? Yeah, I've always bowled some very useful leg spin, and I think that was almost sort of what propelled him into the England setup uh, was... Yeah. You know, the idea that he could be this, this spinning all-rounder. At four, I had the England captain, Owen Morgan. I think that's where he fits in. I think he's sort of one of the best uh, T20 players in the world. Um, yeah. I you take it you're not, you're not disagreeing with this, Ollie, too much? No, I've got, I've got exactly the same. Denley, Denley Morgan, I think. Uh, I'd, I'd all, I almost think of Owen Morgan as an all-rounder in that I think that his captaincy actually separates him from, from other players in terms of He's so astute out there and he's such a good leader. That, he's uh, facing some criticism at the minute regarding his white ball form. Um, he'll be keen to put that behind him fairly quickly, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think he's got some opportunities to do that in the series against Pakistan um, ongoing at the minute. So yeah. fingers crossed he, he gets into a bit of, bit of nick. But yeah. I think, I think he's, such a, he's such an astute and, and kind of well-thought player that... It won't really bother him that much if he's out of form because I think he knows that he's just one decent innings away from from getting back to it. So I don't think that will concern him too much. I think he's too experienced for that. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to see him sort of getting bogged down in his own his own kind of batting challenges, is it? He's yeah, kind of he knows how to win cricket matches as a you know for the team. So who's coming in? At, who's coming on through the middle order then, please? Ollie. Here we so go. I I had Lawrence in next. Makes sense. Agree with that, Rich. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then, you make your uh, selecting job very easy because it's almost like yeah. yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Um, I had, I then had Bapara. I don't know whether Rich, you had Bapara in your, your starting eleven. Bags of experience. What do you recommend? Uh, no, I didn't have him starting. I think you're right. Bags of experience, but he didn't quite make it into my eleven. I had Mohammed Nabi coming in at six, uh, okay. the big hitting Afghan who also brings uh, all- an off-spin bowling option. That's a get me, get me airplanes the right way around. So yeah, I had I had him at six, and then yeah, I um, went Papara and then then Nabi. It's probably quite a long batting lineup, perhaps. But yeah, let's leave Ravi in for now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rich, who you got? Let's round it out. Well, then I had to think about spinning options. And as you rightly mentioned, Joe Denley bowls sort of passable leg spin. And I know we had Mason Crane as a specialist spinner, but I thought, okay, well, what I don't have is slow left arm. So I'm going to go with uh, Roloff van der Merwe, the uh, very experienced, uh, well, we're not allowed to call him South African, but he is South African. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put him in the all-rounders row. Yeah. Because I think, you know, he hits a long ball as well. Exactly. I, I, I'm happy with him coming in at eight uh, or, or even seven in that card. And then in terms of my bowling options, I, I, of course, I've got Mark Wood. Um, interesting as well, perhaps differing from um, Ollie. I've gone for Chris Wood, the Hampshire fast bowler, just sort of giving you that little bit different option. You know, he's much more kind of, you know, much taller batsman. It's all about the bounce. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the uh, the overseas star, Mohamed Amir, uh, coming in at 11. Okay. So which are the extra ones you had, Ollie? Because I presume you're taking Chris Wood and Ravi Bapara. Uh, sorry, you're keeping Ravi Bapara, but you'll keep taking Chris Wood out, are you? Yeah, I didn't I didn't have Chris Wood in my um, my starting 11. I did have Mason Crane. Yeah. Um, and I also, actually, I had, uh, I had Jade Dern back in. Um, so who did I not have? Good question. Who did you have Rodolf van der That's right. That's I didn't have van der Okay. Well, you're talking so I ended up with yeah. So I ended up with quite Sorry. a long tail, which, <laughs> might, which I think thinking about it is probably why I had Bopara in just to um, just because yeah. <laughs> otherwise Mark Wood was coming in at um, coming in at eight. Yeah, is still coming in at eight. So hopefully under my batting line, it won't have to come in at eight. <laughs> it's yeah. a long ball, but you, um, I don't think he wants to be batting every week. No, uh, fair. So I think I'm going to play around with this a little bit just to make myself happy. I do think Ravi Bapara gets a spot, but possibly actually a bit lower than he might normally. Uh, how do we like that? That is that is 11 players. That's a start. Uh, so Bapara. <laughs> so, Can we get 11 out? <laughs> we're, we're happy with the top five. Uh, Crawley, Inglis, Denley, Morgan, Lawrence. Then I think Nabi, Merva, Van der Merva, sorry, and Bapara in there somewhere in that order, in an order. I think Ravi Bapara is probably having a, a conversation with Shane Warne when he finds out he's going in behind <laughs> <laughs> Van der Merva. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before, Rich. A situational batter. Yes, um, absolutely. Add a finisher. Very good. Yeah. Very calm head at the end. Yeah. All right. Before I take any more flack for that decision, I'm taking that off the screen. <laughs> oh, if, you could just put it, if you could just go back one second, because oh, I just wanted to flag, because we did have a, another area of debate, which is uh, mm. Ollie myself, which is what happens if Zach Crawley does go back to England on the fourth. Mm. So that frees up a spot uh, opening the batting. And there's two candidates at the bottom. I would go with Adam Rossington, the North Hans opener, because I think he is... Uh, He's sort of had a very good track record in the last few years, perhaps not in the last kind of couple of days, but um, brings a lot of power uh, 
and sort of will adapt very well to that role in the hundred. Yeah, and they're going to get some games definitely because yeah. I'm fairly sure Dan Lawrence is playing. Zach Laurie probably will as well. So we're going to see something of them. Uh, I think all, all yeah, you go was, a different way because I, I was going to put um, I was going to put Reese in. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd, I think we between our between our two two versions of this squad we we both managed to use all the players but two completely different lineups. Well, that's a strength. We'll plead the fifth on that one for now. Yeah. Um, but the other question that raises as well is Washington can keep. Um, I presume English is going to keep for the squad as a whole. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I can't see any other natural keeper there. Maybe. No, I, I, I can't see it. I, don't yeah, know. I think those are the two options. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good effort. It looks like a strong, yeah, pretty well-balanced squad. Is it a winning squad? Classic question. Yeah, I, I think... think Sorry, go, go on. on, Rich. Go on I was going to say it feels like it. It could be a winning squad for the for the first three or four games. Mm. I think the, the question about how strong it is when you take out, you know, potentially three of its its starting eleven, is um, you know, to the England side is is, is probably my question mark over it. Yeah. And this kind of led me to a thought about the Vitality wildcard, which is coming up on Friday, is it the 2nd? Uh, we'll be doing something with that, I'm sure. Um, but they've got in, you know, locally, Middlesex, uh, Stevie Eshkenazi, who's absolutely going great guns right now. Could be a good option for someone like Zach Crawley. It's a great shout, yeah. yeah. He's going to go somewhere in that draft, I'm almost certain. Yeah, the one other player who might fit in there is uh, Jack Leaning at Kent. He's had a very good season so far in the yeah. Blast. Um, if they're looking to bolster their batting a little bit, if if they miss out on um, Crawley or or Lawrence to England. Yeah, so he'd be he'd be more of a Lawrence replacement, would he? In the yeah. order. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I like the look of their bowling. Um, I think they've got a good mix of pace, experience, different options. Um, again, you, know, you wonder about the power in the middle order. You know, it, it, it's all relative because these are fantastic T20 players. But, you know, you mm -hmm. compare that to, you know, the Caron Pollards, the, the Dre Russ, you know, these guys, who Ben Stokes, the superchargers, who, who can really kind of score at, you know, two, three runs a ball, you know, towards the back end. And there's a, I suppose you've got Nabi who, who's going to be asked to fulfill that kind of big hitting finisher role. But, you know, he can be a bit hit and miss. So perhaps that's the one area, but I'm really kind of nitpicking. It's a strong squad. Yeah, and is that more of a, more of a problem if they're sort of been asked to to set a target? Yeah, I'd you say fancy so. actually if they're if they're chasing then then you kind of Denley Morgan, you know, then Lawrence, you know, would can just kind of pace the innings to. That's an run. interesting one. I mean, I mean, Morgan has a you know very strong influence on the dressing uh, on the way England play in the T Twenties and the One Dayers, and we know that he likes to chase. So it'll be a question, you know, for him and Shane Warne, I suppose, to decide. You know, is that going to be the same strategy for the Spirit? Uh, are they are they going to be a chasing side? Yeah. So for me, I mean, I think you've you've done an admirable job with with what it looks like a strong set of players there. I think they look like a top three squad potentially, but maybe not a top, you know, top of the league squad. But I went in with every chance of making that final yeah. on the uh, on uh, towards the end of August. Um, I think that's concluded any bits, and unless you've got any dying wishes to be declared about the spirit. Oh, Colin. What do we think of the crisps? 
<laughs> Posh, poshest crisp choice out there. They've Natural. never made it Natural to Scotland, fit. is what I'll say. <laughs> it's a good yeah. crisp. Goes particularly well with the with the London spirit. <laughs> gin. <laughs> gin and tonic. And like so, a, uh, yeah. Two, and he's just uh, just about to sign a major marketing deal with Shane Warne, I'm sure, any day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in, that's in his other jacket pocket, ready to go. <laughs> okay. Until we can answer some questions, we'll, uh, we'll take a pause there. But, guys, thank you very much for joining me once again. Ollie, Rich, a pleasure. Um, if you've enjoyed the content, please do let us know through a like, uh, through a subscribe. And if you disagree, well, like and subscribe anyway and stick in a comment and tell us why exactly we're wrong. We'd appreciate it. Until next time, this is The 100 Club, and we look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.